Let's sit. No more Let's learn. Let's evolve. Let's talk. Today is Let's Talk Business with your host, Jai Lawton. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Business. My name is Jai Lawton, a bedroom man from Central West Queensland and your host for the weekly Let's Talk Business series. Before we start, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands we broadcast here in the west end of Brisbane and all across the country, wherever you are listening. I'd like to acknowledge the unceded sovereignty of all First Nations people across the many nations in this continent and acknowledge all elders, past and present. Today, we are speaking to EJ Garrett, who has forged a career in the film and television industry that spans over a number of decades. EJ is a storyteller and a business owner of many businesses over the years, most recently as the founder, owner and operator of Burnett River Media. We are blessed to have EJ join us on today's program. Hello and welcome to the program, EJ. Hey, hello, brother. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Can we start with your mob in your country? Yeah, I'm from Drumble. We're up there, central Queensland, there. Saltwater people, and then um, Willy Willy. My mum's Willy Willy. She's from out in the Burnett region there. Just um, up from the Burnett River there, up towards past Krakow. Beautiful, yeah. deadly. beautiful country, both places, beautiful country. Yeah. And Durumble, their home of the Tunabar, eh? That's him, Yeah, <laughs> nah, too good. And um, and I just want to, you know, I want to start with the whole notion of, of storytelling, you know. It's in our DNA as blackfellas. Where did, where did your passion for storytelling first start? Um, well, it's, it's hard to... I, I saw this question... I, I gave a lot of thought and it was really hard to define um, when it actually started because I think we we just exist within it, you know. Mm. Storytelling is just who we are. And, um, uh, I, I love I love how we engage as mob and and have conversations and it's and these conversations are more stories than conversations. You know, for example, you you might go to a barbecue or something. And people ask, you know, what do you do? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm a filmmaker, or and, and it's and that's a limit. That's very limiting. Mm. But when mob ask you where you're from and who your mob are, like that's just a whole new talent, isn't it? Like, yeah. you have great yarns about your mob and where you're from and the connections that are associated with that. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, I think that's something that stands out for me. With yeah. storytelling, you know, we start telling yarns about who our mob is and where we're from. And it's right from the start, isn't it? Like, even just the way we, yeah. we started that program there, it's all about that connection to, you know, place or the relationship to the place and um, and the embodiment of stories that come with with that connection and relationship. Yeah, and, like, we're so visual, aren't we? You know, like, we somebody... The, the place and mob, and if you you know that place or you've been there, you visually go there, don't you? Mm. And you think about the people that you know from there, and then you know, if you visited there, you think about that experience that you've had there. Um, yeah, I think it's I don't think it's just a small example, one example of how storytelling is in our DNA. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. And and you've done, you know, a whole lot of different, a range of different things over the time in the in the film industry, you know, everything from the short-form content for TV commercials and right through to, you know, longer-form documentaries. Can you walk us through some of those projects that you've worked on over the years? Yeah, yeah. So my, my first project was called The Murray Minute. 
Oh. <laughs> it was, it was a, a one-minute good news story, and we travelled all over North Queensland and, um, yeah, the Gulf Country, even even the Western Australia, doing stories on um, Aboriginal communities and Torres Strait Islander communities, and just telling positive stories. And the model was um, the production company I was working with was purchasing um, ad space, so we are purchasing minutes of broadcasters. A lot of broadcasters were very supportive of these stories. Mm. So it was just a great experience and that, that sort of, that really ignited my passion for that style of, of storytelling, film, television. And so from there I went, did a bit of commercial stuff, um, you know, and, and then I went into documentaries, especially um, did a lot with NITV who have always been supportive of my career. Yep. And um, so my first documentary, <laughs> my first documentary was a short documentary on the little hairy man, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I keep telling people that's my best work. I haven't done anything as good since. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then I, <laughs> then I started getting noticed by you know um, Screen Queensland and Screen Australia. So and then ITV. So I got supported to do um, some our stories our way. Um, yeah. 15-minute documentary. Yep. And then I was lucky enough to be part of um, the Element series with SBS and ITV. Yeah, it was a 30-minute documentary around the traditional uses of fire. Oh. And it was up in Woodjawoodjaw. Yep. And, bruh, <laughs> i tell you what, that's a spiritual place. I've been to a lot of places, but yeah, a lot happened up there, Woodjawoodjaw. Yeah, wow. Well, and, and, and back to the, um, the Murray Minute, you know, that short-form content, you know, see... Blackfellas, I think, have always been innovative. You know, you think of TikTok and, and Instagram Reels and all these things that are the, the hot off the press at the moment. And you could argue EJ Garrett was the uh, the founder of it with the short-form content of Murray Minute. <laughs> <laughs> True, but it was crazy. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Like, I was, um, you'd, you'd, you'd go places, people already knew you because they'd seen the Murray Minute, you know. Oh, that's <laughs> deadly. Yeah, no, it was. Deadly. <laughs> no, and what, what better way to... A better way to sort of to showcase Aboriginal communities by telling positive stories. The stuff was going up on the half time of the NRL through North Queensland and, and the Gulf, and yeah, Harris just loved it. Yeah, wow. just love seeing just love seeing black bums on TV, you know. Yeah, that's what it's all about, eh? Even if it is only just for a short little minute, but that's all right. Yeah, well, a short little minute, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and and we've seen, you know. Through COVID and the, uh, the development of technology, uh, remote working operations, um, you know, anywhere there's internet and power, you've arguably got an office. And um, you know, you're, you've recently relocated back to back to where where it all started for you, where you grew up uh, in regional Queensland. There, tell us about about that and, and how that's been. Yeah, like you know, a couple of years ago, my wife and I relocated back to Idswold. There's probably mob out here listening, probably know of Idswold. I hope they do. Um, there's a lot of mob who don't know where Idesville is. It's a small community. We're about, I don't know, population of 600. Um, and we decided to move back there um, for personal reasons. And it was, it was a bit of a tree change for us because we came through, my wife and I came through that COVID experience and just, um, yeah, a, a a different outlook on what we're trying to do and so we re- relocated out there um, 
it hasn't been easy, but you, the, the thinking, you know, you just go with the same thinking that, that you do when you're in business, you know, Brad. Like, mm. you've got to be creative, you've got to be confident, um, you've got to be reactive. Yep. So despite what situation you're in or where you're located, those three things are still paramount mm. to you as a, as a business owner. And so it's it's starting to starting to I'm starting to get some success there. We, I've just been um, I've just been provided development funds for a feature film based in Eiffold, You know. Yeah. Um, wow. You know, so it's it's like here I'm out in in the bush and still able to you know still able to produce sort of mainstream. You know, like still able to produce. A feature film, like that's a big deal, you know. It's, it's deadly, and and you know you see now nowadays even like there's there's um you know there's people moving headquarters out to the out to regional country and um and all sorts of different things with the development of that technology. And we were, we were lucky enough to head out there. I think it was was it last year that through you know through AAA Vision and uh, Dewey and myself and and you and um, Jill Robinson at the time um, headed out there, and it's just. It is beautiful country. It's um, you know life is a little bit a little bit slower. There's not the hustle bustle of the city and um, and that beautiful river out there. It is um, it is gorgeous country out there. And um, I think you know I sit there and think to myself, you know that'd be deadly to, <laughs> to head out there and uh, you know just like, <laughs> slow down a little bit and just and, yeah, it's, no, it's good. Well, brothers, we, we were we went camping last night. We had the river last night. You know, sitting there and just. Just watching, watching the sunset, and then um, you know, just just taking in that space and lighting a fire, bros, and playing the guitar and just yarning, you know. Yeah. And that's that's really significant stuff, you know. Like that, I believe that it helps me more as a as a business owner and a storyteller. Yeah. And yeah. I know, I know, living out in the regions, there's more impetus on travel. So I do travel a lot and mm. I drive a lot. But I think it's worthwhile, you know. I think I've got a value with that. Yeah, well, might have to... Um Head out there with you. We'll restart that radio station up the road there from the river and um, work on a little project. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I've got, got a few DJs there ready to go. Yeah, yeah. We'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> Do they practice it already? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like we had a, uh, you know, well, we all got together on Asian Day, you know, and hung out at my uncle's place and, you know, we had the DJ there playing music for us. And, yeah, that's. There's a real strong sense of community yep. in these these small towns, even though we don't have access to a lot of stuff. And we still we still come together, you know. And we're still up with the times as well, you know. Mm. No, that's it. And there's big big um big push out there recently, eh, with the free to air TV that's sort of you know getting cut off from from regional parts of of Queensland, including including out that way as well. Yeah, my cousin there, right in the mix of it, you know, like. Um, my cousin Robin, she was uh, she was a part of that, and she she remembers the old days down at Redfern and Musgrave Park. So, yeah, she's she's always ready to to get up and stand up for what's right, you know. Yeah, no, it has to has yeah. to keep happening. And and we talked about technology a little bit before, but and we have seen you know this whole disruption of technology across a range of different industries and sectors. And 
the media landscape's one that's you know it's constantly evolving through technology and um, and from you know our interactions as well. I I see you as a real sort of an early adopter, I'd say, of, of technology. Tell us about some of the emerging technologies that you see in the media sort of space. Right. <laughs> this, artificial, this, um, this artificial intelligence, like, it's it's really become so accessible. So at the moment, what I've been doing for, for the last week, there's a couple of um, AI platforms mm that you can access. And what you do is you get, get these, and you do this on your iPad. You download the software or you just go to the website and you just type in a description and the AI will create that piece of work for you. Yeah, wow. And like, so, okay, so just say you want to do, I want to do a red, black and yellow butterfly. You type that in, AI will create one for you. And then you can get really technical around further descriptions or styles. And like, what I'm learning is that this is a whole new career. There's, there's, they call them, um, they call them AI whisperers. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's people are out there, um, you know, they're out there doing the whole um, writing descriptions for AI to create art or create product. It's yeah, it's just amazing, and it's here now, you know. Yeah, I was. So that's, that's 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 one. Sorry, right? Yeah. No, I was talking to um, Michael Monk there. We had a, a meeting this morning. He, he heads up the radio station out there at Sherberg, and he was talking about how yeah, they're yeah, yeah. they're using it um, because they've got they get all these scripts that come through that are, you know, really heavily concentrated on medical jargon. And he says, you know, mob aren't gonna, they're not going to be able to understand that. And so he puts it through this filter and it spits it out and it says it saves him hours because he'd be sitting there trying to, you know, and then have to go back and forward to the client to make sure that it was all still abide, abided by the medical, so to speak. And within a matter of seconds, he said it spits it out and, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, you know, and so we've got, we've got a, I've got a couple of young people looking at that now getting them getting them used to the idea of this this ability to use text to manipulate AI design you know mm. and and when you get young people around that stuff it, there's no limits yeah you know? they can create any and so it's, it's really yeah it's I've been a bit addicted this last week <laughs> in there just writing descriptions and see what comes back you know yeah it's unreal and yeah. Where, where do you see? Where do you see? Because you know, with Blackfellas, we're always about this sort of human connection, um, and and you know, you'd arguably say that you know, can you know, there, there is risk out there of this automation and technology sort of overtaking of jobs or whatever. How do you sort of see that intersection between AI technology and and still that human, that real sort of the real connection that we spoke about earlier? Yeah, it's it's a challenge. I think a lot of people will face. You know, like we've got. Um, you know, you, we've got this augmented reality technology that's very, like, we've got an augmented reality project going at the moment, you know, um, and it's like, it's like just, I suppose we're so ingrained in our culture, though, like, mm. like the way we connect and the way we conduct ourselves, that's, you know, that, that stuff's just hard to lose it's hard to exclude from your work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, the, our natural way of being 
it's always going to be expressed in what we do and the relationships that we make. And I, I don't think us as First Nations people necessarily have to fear what technology is, is bringing, um, you know, bringing to us. You know, I think as First Nations people, we should be comfortable in taking on the new technology without fearing the loss of our identity or our culture. Because it's so ingrained in us for us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a couple of pieces of technology that I first saw uh, or that you first showed me. Um, stuff around the projection on the, on the, you know, on the buildings. But then there was also, there was something else. I can't, there was another piece. Yeah, well, that's, that's that um, augmented reality, brother. So when we look at this augmented reality, so what's going on is like, you know, at Adobe, the Adobe platform. Yep. It's got it's it's got software now where you can create these <coughs> these aug- augmented reality pieces of art. And there's other platforms where you can purchase digital landscape like over over augmented reality and have these pieces of work just sitting there in 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 these places around, you know, around the country. We've got one sitting in the park in Eidsvold, you know. And it's yeah, like wow. you, 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 um, you create these, these pieces of work now, like, because in five years' time, augmented reality and um, these other forms of technology are just going to be everyday uses. Um, mm. You've got augmented, augmented reality and these other technologies and the internet of things, they're just going to be natural, brother. They're going to be as natural as QR codes. Mm. You know, before COVID, no one would want to touch a QR code, you know. Yeah. Hardly anyone knew how they work. But now, everyone, everyone knows about QR codes. So the same thing, I believe, is going to happen with augmented reality and artificial intelligence. In five years, it's just going to be, you know, it's just going to be every day. People are going to be using them. Yeah, I remember seeing seeing something come out of the World Economic Forum, um, and it was around about ten years ago. And it was a prediction of all of the uh, they they'd sampled a fair few of the leading world CEOs around um, wearable technology, and um, yeah. it was a really low percentage of people that thought that it was going to be the case. And now look at it, you know, everyone, you know, well, I'm, I'm wearing a piece of wearable technology now, uh, in a you know a Fitbit or a Garmin watch, and then there's all other different different ones you'd argue most people you know of this day and age will have a piece of wearable technology and if they don't they're 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 going to be in the market to get one so we touched on a little bit of the projects that you're currently working on what does 2023 look like for burnett river media and yourself when's 2023 that's this year isn't it yeah it's crazy to think you know like i'm born in 68 you know like the idea of being in 2023 is just, you know, mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, you know, like, this year, it's about it's about consolidating what I've done for the last, you know, 20 years. Yeah. It's about consolidating because I'm at that stage in my career where I need to be looking at what does EJ Garrett as a storyteller bring to you know, bring to the table or bring to us as a as a society and as a as a community, mm. and how better to to do that. So it's, it's just consolidating and 
I've got this these two amazing projects. Like I've got a, a, this feature film project that I'm developing based on a story written by Lisa Fuller, who's a who's a young girl from Eidsvold. Yep. She's um um she's wrote this award winning book based in Eidsvold. So we're going to hopefully produce a, a film on that, and then yeah, and then then we're going to look at you know creating some opportunities for young people back at home yep. around this new technology and then hopefully, you know, just have enough time to go out the river and light a fire and, <laughs> and yarn, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I think, yeah, I, I think at this stage it's about consolidating what I've done so far and then seeing what that looks like for the next next five or six years, you know. Yeah. Uh, we got some we got some exciting stuff that we're hoping to get up in the in the pipeline as well. So um, yeah, I think it's a bit of a watch this space sort of thing. And and on the business side of things, EJ, you you know you've you've done the you're a Murray alumni out of the Melbourne Business School and the Murray Indigenous Business Masterclass, and you've seen the way Indigenous businesses operate across the country. What do you think sets Indigenous business apart from the way in which mainstream businesses operate? Um, this is yeah. This is a passion of mine. Um, First Nations business. I always think about um, like my experience as a business owner. Like I had an uncle that used to work out bush, and my my some of my old people used to work out bush, and mm. they they were they had their own little enterprises, you know. Yeah. They were they were they were entrepreneurs. Yeah. And. And I look at that. I didn't think I didn't realise at the time, but now I realise <laughs> these fellows are out there or operating, and they're out there hustling, yeah. <laughs> getting it done. And um, you know, I I've, I've started this initiative called Buying Black. And firstly, it was a, it was going to be a TV series about Aboriginal businesses, and it evolved into like a a, a technical platform. Um, now I'm. I'm I'm working well now. I've been selected to complete a scholarship at um, the Australian Film and Television Radio School, and my capstone project is buying black. So I've got this collective of businesses on this platform that I'm promoting, and and I'm and I've yarned with these businesses. And the one thing that that always stands out is this this desire to support each other mm. and to lay a pathway for the younger people to follow. Yeah. And and the third big one is they always talk about the old people and respecting what the old people have done, you know. Mm. And what the big one the big one that stands out to me is this relationship that First Nations businesses have with each other. Mm. It's like, yeah, they, it's not like a competition, bro. It's like we're all here trying to help each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the common thing we've we've seen. You know, I've asked that question to a lot of people and, you know, that is, the whole notion of competition has never really been in, you know, in the... In the philosophy of of Osmob, and you know, I think, and if you haven't already, get up, get on there, and check out Buying Black because, um, you know, it does. It showcases Indigenous businesses, um, promotes Indigenous businesses from all across the country, and um, it's a great initiative. And uh, yeah, you're doing a great job with uh, with Buying Black there. Yeah, 
Yeah, thanks, brother. I've been doing it for a few years, and yeah, I think with the addition of the new technology that's around, I think we've got more to offer businesses with that buying black platform. Yeah, and we talked about you know all the different um, you know layers of success of Indigenous businesses. What do you see as the biggest challenges that you know Indigenous businesses face today as a as a sector? I think losing sight of of where where we come from and who we are. I, I watched, um, you know, you see these little things pop up on your social media. <laughs> and one one thing that popped up, it said, um, when you try to model yourself on someone else, the joy goes out of what you do, mm. you know. And I, I really subscribe to that because I used to think, oh, I had to be like this business or I had to be like this person to be successful. But I realised, no, man, it's about just being what you, being who you are, being true to yourself and love what you're doing. Mm. And you get that right, then you will be doing the right thing, you know. And if we don't lose sight of that, we'll be very successful because there's no other business like a black business. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and we measure ourselves differently, don't we? Like, I mean, you look at the way in yes. which commercial businesses will measure themselves. It's, you know, it's the bottom line. It's, you know, all these all these complex metrics and, and all other things. And I think sometimes it's just back to the, you know, there's the simple way of, of how we operate as, as Indigenous businesses. That isn't always, you know, we shouldn't always compare ourselves to the metrics that is successful for, for the others out there. No, no, that's right, bros. Yeah, and so what it like because it is it is easy to I think you know for I've seen I've seen what you know drink the drink the Kool Aid so to speak and they sort of you know they might get into um, you know into the hustle bustle of, of running a, a really strong line commercial business like how do we how do we make sure that we always come back to and remember where we where we come from and support each other as a as as indigenous businesses uh, like the same, just doing the same thing that we've always done, you know, is try to get back on country, try to hang out with each other, mm. you know, and not not for any other reason but just to be with each other, you know, staying out in the yard. You know, when mob come together, eh, it's just such a great feeling. It's a beautiful thing to watch because people just start yarning, man, you know, mm. and it's not necessarily about business. It's about connecting mm. and reconnecting, you know. I think we just come back to what we know, and that's that's country and culture and each other. Um, that that that'll hold us true, you know, um, going into the future. No technology, no changes to how we operate. You know, no influences are going to change that. Yeah, I love that. That's a that's an awesome piece of advice. And uh, and just in wrapping up, EJ, um, I want to ask this question to all of my guests. So the listeners out there might be I love I love the different diverse responses that we get when I ask this question mm-hmm. but I want to transport you in time to 50 years from now so it's 2073 what does indigenous business look like <laughs> um, I think I think it'll look like what it does now the way different faces and different um, just just diversity man we're just so diverse but the one thing that will remain is our connection to our country and our culture. That will be never taken away. Mm. So what we do is going to change drastically, but who we are isn't. Yeah. 
No, that's good. It's good. And, you know, we always, I love that, you know, staying true to our core and staying true to those those cultural principles as well, um, you know, regardless of yes. technology and emerging technologies and all these other different things, um, you know, yeah, we should never waver away, waver away from those things. Yeah, that's true, guys. Yeah. And so, where do where can people uh, find you, um, EJ, online with uh, with the Burnett Media, Burnett River Media? Bros, yeah, if they want to come out to Isvale, we're just in the main street there. Just pull up there, you'll see me. <laughs> <laughs> and you tell me, you tell me, uh, you, t- you tell me a yarn there. If, if, if people don't know where Isvale is, it's about four hours from everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, four hours from everywhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but um, but online, it's um, Bernard River Media. Just Google Bernard River Media. We're the only Bernard River Media. Um, all around um, and check out Buying Black www.buyingblack.com.au yeah too good and I'd recommend following uh, Burnett River Media because some of the uh, the content that comes out of it you know is is pretty picturesque you get to see you get a taste of Oddsville and you get a taste of um, also everywhere that you travel in, in your travels as well and they're beautiful pictures and um, and all other things that you do on there so get on there and uh, yeah. get on there and follow yeah, that's right, Rush. Yeah, then I see that little hairy man not going to stay game enough. Hey, look out! Yeah, I'm not. I'm not one of them, you know, game people. But uh, if you, if that, yeah, if that's what you fancy, get on there and uh, and and watch that one. With, yeah, make sure you watch it with the mob. though. don't watch it by yourself. Yeah, with light on it. <laughs> yeah, with the light on during the day. <laughs> oh no, it's always a pleasure, EJ. I love, I love uh, sitting down and have a yarn with you at any point, even if it is over the really over the phone. But I want to thank you very much for coming on the program today, and thank you so much for your time. No, thank you, um, AAA, and thank you, Joy, and uh, thank you to the listeners out there. Thank you, and you've been listening to Let's Talk. If you want to hear more from today or catch another episode of Let's Talk, head to AAA.org.au. Thank you for your company. No more whispering in our mind. Let's Talk, Monday to Friday at 9am on AAA Murray Country, the National Indigenous Radio Service and iHeartRadio. You can catch up on AAA.org.au, proudly supported by the Community Broadcast Foundation. 